0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Talent Experience Live, TXL as I like to call it. Um, Before we get started, shout out to Justin Devitt for creating an awesome intro video for us. Uh, That got me ready to run through a wall. Uh, I've tried to do that before. Typically, you just hit the wall and bounce off, Um, but enough about that. Uh, Talent Experience Live, everything that you need to know about HR, talent acquisition, talent management, and of course, our favorite. HR Tech. We are coming to you live uh, on all of your favorite social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, maybe YouTube, definitely. Uh, And of course, I am always joined by my lovely co-host, Natalie McKnight. Natalie, how are you?
1: Good, Devin. How are you?
0: I am not running through a wall yet, but I I have the excitement. I know we have a a great episode today um, as we enter what feels like the hundredth week of quarantine. Um, but I know we've been doing this for, for quite a while and we've picked up on a lot of great insights, a, a lot of great topics. And today I know we're going to dive into to some of those today. So what exactly are we going over?
1: Yeah. So today's topic is all about the HR insights we've learned during the last six months of quarantine. So we're taking a look back, which is really cool.
0: It, it certainly is. Um, six months, I think, is, is always a good benchmark to look back on, on maybe what you've achieved uh, over the, the past year and, and what to plan forward for. And these past six months have been unlike any that we've ever experienced. Uh, so we are excited to dive into some of those <laughs> topics. And what Phenom has done, um, along with a lot of organizations is we've taken a look at what we've learned, right? And, and some of those key findings and, and some of the things that we've learned, we've included in three brand new HR resiliency playbooks uh, that are live right now on phenom.com backslash playbooks you can see it on the screen Um, of course as always this is live so please sound off in the comments if you like anything that we are talking about if you want to put in your own personal insights um, phenom certainly has learned a lot um, but i'm sure that there is always more that we can learn so uh, excited to talk about how these playbooks tied into what we've learned over the past few weeks and i know we have a special guest today natalie so who are we talking with
1: we do. So somebody who's typically behind the scenes, we're going to bring on a camera. Um, and that's Tom Tate. He's our senior product marketing manager here at Phenom. Uh, he's been closely involved with these playbooks uh, and is going to help us go over our top 10 HR insights from the talent experience live stream and the podcast as well. So welcome, Tom.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here uh, on camera. Typically, like you said, I'm behind the scenes, uh, but we have Justin Devitt back there. So um, shout out to Justin on that video, though, because that was awesome. I kind of want to just like play that like every like three or four minutes and just have that keep running because what a pump up video. That was really cool. No,
1: I'm not going to lie. I sent it over
2: to a couple of my friends and I was like, I feel pretty legit now, guys. Oh, <laughs> totally. An intro video. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about our podcast uh, in just a bit, but talk about feeling not legit. <laughs> Go back and <laughs> listen to podcast episode number one, because it was just Devin and I fumbling through um, what has evolved pretty quickly into this full multi-stream multimedia experience uh that both of you co-host so well so yeah it's been a cool evolution to see
0: Awesome. 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 Tom, we, we teased the playbooks that I know you have been working on diligently day and night. And and we've all learned, uh, I think a lot about ourselves, about our, our loved ones and the people that we live with since we haven't been able to leave the house. Um, but most importantly, we've learned a lot about the HR landscape and, and how it's changed. Um, so what do these, these playbooks entail?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know what? I'm actually going to share my screen. I think that might be super easy for me to kind of walk through uh, what these are and the genesis behind these HR resiliency playbooks. Um, since April, you know, I, I think the first kind of couple weeks of quarantine of, of you know, COVID living, I guess you can say, um, it, it was very reactive. You know, people were on lockdown mode, working remotely for the first time. Everyone was just trying to figure out out what the future looked like. And then I, I believe like once April came around, uh, we started to realize that this is going to be a, a bit of a long haul. Um, and this is going to have kind of a quick uh, or a serious impact. It's not just going to be a quick, we're going to lock down for about a week or two and then go back to normal. Uh, that's when you started to hear things like the new normal, you know, and all these terms that have been thrown around so much. Uh, but our leadership here at Phenom, uh, our senior leadership um, they had so many great conversations with CHROs um, from, from super respected companies, really awesome companies. Uh, and they passed a, along a lot of the insights from those conversations. And, and one thing that we kept hearing was there just is not a playbook for the situations that we're finding ourselves in. Um, so from from uh, CHRO level all the way down to, uh, you know, I'm an everyday recruiter um, just trying to stay focused on my tasks at hand. Uh, we discovered that there was just a total lack of playbook. Uh, so that was kind of the genesis for the, this idea. So our team got together and said, why don't we take all of our collective knowledge here at Phenom, why don't we do a ton of research, collect a lot of data, um, take all of these conversations that we've been having from uh, from CHRO conversations with senior leadership to the conversations that we were having on the podcast and the conversations that we were having on the live stream. Let's take all of that and let's pour those into what we're calling HR resiliency playbooks, right? So we've developed three of these. We have accelerating virtual recruiting, establishing employee agility and preparing for talent recovery. Uh, You can check these out at phenom.com slash playbooks. I would invite you to check them out. They are free to download. So these aren't costing you anything. Uh, And, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, you can actually see a quick preview of all three. Um, And you'll get a sense of kind of the format and structure of how we are are approaching these playbooks. These are not one, two, three page pieces of content. Uh, The actual playbooks are 18 to 23 pages. We've packed them with so much content uh, and they are checklist driven, right? And what I mean by that is we walk you through Step by step, how to execute the strategies and tactics that you need to get from point A to point B, based on the specific challenge uh, challenges that you're going through. Uh, so, if you look at the three playbooks, we have accelerating virtual recruiting. So, if your organization is at a place where you're starting to reopen, uh, you are having these uh, sometimes brand new roles being created as a result of the pandemic. We have roles we've never even had before that require new skills. Uh, And on top of that, you have to do all of that uh, digitally, remotely, in a virtual world. Uh, This is the playbook for you. Um, If you are finding yourself uh, within a hiring freeze um, where you're simply not hiring at all and you're really shifting your focus towards your internal teams, how you can engage employees, um, how you can... Uh, reskill or upskill employees, maybe you need to transform an entire business unit uh, that used to be on site and now it's remote. Uh, Check out Establishing Employee Agility. Uh, That is the playbook for you. We cover uh, basically how to create your own internal gig or internal talent marketplace strategy end to end. So even if those terms, those phrases are brand new to you, um, this guide will walk you through step by step how you can implement uh, the perfect strategy to reskill at scale uh, and then finally, uh, I'll stop rambling. Preparing for talent recovery uh, is the last one. And and this is probably best suited for organizations who really had to go through the often painful process of uh, laying off employees or furloughing employees. And you're just not at that point of recovery. Uh, maybe your industry is not at that point of recovery yet. Um, there's so much that you can be doing right now to prepare for that recovery period. Uh, from creating a branded alumni Uh, network that you can use to connect with your alumni and stay connected with your alumni uh, to starting to source talent and send really engaging campaigns. So check these out. Phenom.com slash playbooks. I promise we're not going to spend the entire session today talking about these, um, but it it was uh, a, a real labor of love from our team to take all of this information uh, and all these insights that we've been gathering and pour these into these playbooks. So shout out to, uh, to Jen, to Monica, um, who really put these together on our content team. Um, You know, Devin, you said I was working day and night on these. Uh, Not true. Not true. I was assisting, uh, but really uh, our content team uh, and our creative team did such an amazing job putting these together. So props to them for sure.
1: We have the best content team
2: ever. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, you know, all of the topics that are covered in the playbooks, again, th- that's culminated a lot from what we've learned um, and what we've been discussing in uh, these live shows as well as the podcast over the past five months. So we thought it would be great and really appropriate, since we're rolling these playbooks out, to then get together. Recap our top ten insights that we've gleaned from these conversations. Um, so, Tom, I think you're gonna you're gonna bring in insight number one for us.
2: Yeah, definitely. I'll kick things off. So, we have our top ten insights. Insight number one: have a bias for action. This was the one thing that I think we realized very quickly. As soon as we were all at home, uh, there was definitely a feeling for me personally of. Uh, helplessness, you know, or lack of control. You know, like I'm I'm stuck at home. Uh, we don't know what's going on. There's not much I can do. We don't know what the future holds. There's a lot of uncertainty. Again, another pandemic buzzword: uncertainty. Uh, but it's true. That was the feeling uh, that I was experiencing. Uh, and then right away, we realized that we just have to keep acting. Right, we can't sit. We can't wait. We have to keep acting. Uh, and having this bias for action led uh, Devin and I to, to spin up our podcast, right? The Talent Experience uh, Show, uh, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and all those places. Um, so we just decided one day, uh, you know, rather than wait for things to calm down, rather than wait for us to get back in the office, uh, right before we shut down, we actually built out our studio uh, in the office. So we had a, we had a studio, we had professional equipment. Um, Justin David, who's behind the scenes today, did such an amazing job getting us prepped uh, for what would have been like a high production uh, live stream and podcast. Uh, and we thought, OK, well, we could just wait to get back to the office. Um, well, we're really glad that we didn't because it's five, six months have gone by and we're still not back in the office. You know, but we've we've started the podcast. Uh, we hit it off. Um, and the first episode is really timely. So if you go back and listen to that first episode from March, uh, it was. Uh, four ways that you can help job seekers right now. So even if you go back to that first episode, uh, we were really pushing that principle of you need to take action right now. So if you're a recruiter, uh, if you're in HR, if you're in talent acquisition, um, you couldn't wait. You had to support your candidates, your job seekers, people who are already in the pipeline, people who are already waiting uh, for the next phase. You had to support them right then and there. Um, and quality wise, maybe it wasn't our best episode by any means, uh, but content wise, it still resonates with me. Um, and that same principle of taking action, uh, even when there's uncertainty, even when you're not quite sure what the future holds, but but just continuing to move forward and, and take action. Uh, that also lends itself to the, the conception and creation of the playbooks. Right. Uh, because that's what the playbooks are all about. Um, it's all about help steering the actions that you need to take to move from point A to point B. Um, so insight number one. Have a bias for action. I will turn it over to Devin.
0: Tom, you you mentioned embracing digital aspects, right? And I think when we we first entered this this month, right, or not this month, this that first month of quarantine. If <laughs> Never only ending month. month. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, when we first entered that. Um, yeah, some people were a little, bit, little hesitant about um, embracing digital aspects. And now as we enter the fall, which is uh, I know where a lot of people get their, their bread and butter candidates, right, from recruiting events, from university recruiting events, from all sorts of events. Uh, with those in-person things beginning to fall to the wayside, um, we really had to, to figure out how to attack um, events in the future, which brings us to insight number two. Which is embracing digital communication and connecting virtually. And this is Tom to to go right along with you. This is our first episode on the live stream um, where we had a, a colleague of ours, Jesus, hop on and talk about the importance of live chat and chatbot for virtual events um, because. You no longer get that one on one interaction with individuals where you can answer their questions, where you can tell them about the great benefits of your organization and exactly what appeals to them. You still need that human connection. So that's where live chat comes into play um, and where chatbot comes into play, where um, I know. I, for one, have communicated more and more with my loved ones and friends via text message in quarantine. Maybe it's because my boss isn't sitting next to me and I can text a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I won't say that on the record. We might have to cut that in a later version. Um, But also it's just that human interaction and that human interaction is still going to be needed when it comes to virtual events. If you are hosting something on a live stream format or some sort of webinar format where they can get answers or questions answered uh, in a timely way um, that's relevant to them. So it's not just here are our locations uh, or here are our benefits. It's more, you know, what does work-life balance look like? Um, you know, how do teams interact? And, and those more in- intimate questions that really make your company unique and really make it attractive to candidates. And this t- all ties into to the virtual recruiting playbook, right? Um, no one was anticipating Uh, us not being in our fancy new studio and and having a wonderful podcast and a wonderful live stream. Um, But you have to adapt. And the same thing can be said for for virtual recruiting, where, you know, you may not get to meet someone face to face and show them around the office or meet them at an event and give them some fancy koozie or or some sort of swag. Um, But you do still have to create that human interaction and embracing virtual recruiting with live chat with chatbot is certainly one way to do that
2: and, yeah. and jen, jen jen Nyman on our team uh talks about this so well right and and yep. she has so many great tactics so jen has been on uh our community conversations way back that was kind of like the precursor to the live stream uh we used to do those on zoom and then she also had an episode uh that she jumped on here and and same thing it's all about you know connecting with with candidates and each other uh virtually and uh check out jen's episode uh i think we'll we'll Try to find the link and pop that in the in the notes here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um you mentioned work-life balance really briefly there, Devin, um, which segues really nicely into insight number three, which is take time off. Take time off, guys. Take it off. The PTO, take it. Uh <laughs> This is something that I feel like I personally have become passionate about. And I talked about extensively in our episode with John Dale, uh, a couple of episodes back about, you know, it was John Dale and our uh, chief people officer, Brad Goldor, and, and talking about these stats that just people aren't taking as much time off in this environment. And it's detrimental to our mental health and our overall wellness. And it's that cutting that line between, when does our workday begin and when does it end and when do we pick up with our personal life and when do we, you know, transition back into work life? Um, And I just think it's something that's, uh, you know, it it still needs to be talked about, right? Like it's something that I feel like got a little bit of awareness and um, it's something as, as leaders that we all really need to be cognizant of that, you know, our team's wellness our team's ability to produce and perform uh, really is dependent on their ability to take time off um, and really just being aware of that. And I think, you know, an insight that's really good to share is that workers at roughly 3000 companies tracked by human resources, software company Zenefits uh, submitted approximately 63,000 requests to take vacation in April and May. But by comparison, 120,000 requests were submitted during the same time last year. That's 50% cut, right? So, you know, keep track of, check in with your teams. Um, really, you know, they're embracing the digital life. That's great. But make sure that they're taking care of themselves uh, and making sure that, that they know that you approve of that as well uh, moving forward.
2: I love that, and and I'm guilty because I think when you had that episode, I was doing a stay I was doing a staycation, um, and I I logged in when I saw the LinkedIn notification, and I, I joined in the comments there. So I probably should have stayed away. Um, I 100% agree. Wellness wellness is interesting because wellness is so complex because it's mm-hmm. not one size fits all for people. You know, like I I know Devin, you've been scheduling your runs, which is like super <laughs> smart, right? Because otherwise, it's not going to get done if it's not on your calendar, right? Uh, but that's you, you know. It's going to be different for everybody, but taking time off is is the easiest solution, right? It's just just walk away, you know. Take time off. You've earned it. You have it. You know. Use it. Um, I love that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a break and just say if you're in the comments, chime in because I'd love to know what your insights are uh, over this this uh, very interesting period that we've been living through. Um, so if you have any HR insights that you've been discovered, uh, you're joining us on Talent Experience Live. We're going through our top ten. Uh, I'm going to hit you with insight number four, uh, which is another one of those, uh, I'll call them pandemic buzzwords, uh, which is embrace transformation, right? So a lot of people have been talking about digital transformation, uh, workforce transformation. uh, And I think I want to use that term really broadly, right? So whether it's your uh, transformation as a department, transformation as an entire organization, digital transformation, even personal transformation, like I think that's Um, you're not going to make it through uh, the other end of this pandemic um, in a really healthy, positive way. Uh, if you're just always trying to get back to the old normal, right? And I think that it's really important that we just need to keep moving through the tunnel uh, to get to the light at the end of the tunnel rather than like staying still or looking back and being like, how can we get back to the way things were? I think we need to keep pushing through. Um, and the world is changing super rapidly. Um, again, like a lot of people I keep seeing rely on uh, are relying on their old playbooks, right? And that, that's why we created the new playbooks, right? Because the old playbooks simply were not working. Uh, because these are totally different scenarios that we find ourselves in. Uh, We explored this a ton on the podcast. So I'm just going to shout out a couple podcast episodes that I think would be really, really awesome uh, to go back and listen to if you're interested in this topic of transformation. Um, Graham and Marty are friends from uh, ChangeState, changestate.io. They are employer branding experts. Uh, So we covered employer branding uh, and we covered it from that mindset of, Um, How do you make sure that your employer brand uh, is not just intact, but improves over time, especially through some challenging times? Uh, Everyone's going to make mistakes. We saw a lot of of organizations uh, make mistakes with how they handled the pandemic early on uh, and maybe even. As we continue through, like organizations will continue to make mistakes. Uh, They talked a lot about how you can recover from mistakes, which is really important. Um, And then we also talked about how you can just continue to fortify your legacy um, as a brand over time. Um, We talked with uh, Danielle White from Collaborative Solutions all about workforce transformation on the podcast. That episode was so powerful for us, that conversation. We actually ended up having a follow-up webinar uh, where we went even deeper on that topic. Uh, But that was mostly around how you can really reshape and transform uh, your organization as a whole. Uh, So not just your brand, but like how your organization operates uh, as we prepare for recovery. Uh, We talked with uh, Jason uh, and Jesse from... Um, Grant Thornton, uh, who is uh, very respected they have a, they have an awesome brand, awesome legacy there, uh, very respected uh, consultancy. Um, we, we were all over the map on that one, but we really talked a lot about how you can assess your needs as an organization so you can really start to design what the future state looks like. So it was like that initial, like, here's where we are today, here's where where we want to be in the future. So that you can start to design your transformation rather than just let it happen organically. That was a great podcast episode. Uh, and then my last one, uh Devin, this is probably my favorite, my favorite one, right? We talked with Luke, uh Luke Carrington, yeah, a fellow Phenom. Um, and we talked a lot about uh staffing um and how you can leverage staffing and RPO to um really tap into the power of that so that you can evolve faster, you know, and have some leverage as you're transforming. Uh, but we also talked a ton about cheddar bay biscuits, uh, cause he told us this really great, like he told us the best story about how he was coming up, uh, in his career and how he got into HR. Um, and he was working, um, yeah, he, he was working in close proximity to a red lobster, right? So he was, uh, Consuming a bit too many Cheddar Bay Biscuits, but uh, that was a recurring theme. Um, So if you want a fun episode, um, because let's be honest, not every HR topic is fun, right? (laughs) Can we agree on that? Like not every HR topic is like super, super fun and exciting and like loads of laughs, especially during a pandemic, right? Like they've, they've been a, a bit serious in tone, right? Very, you know, matter of fact, and we've been digging deep into tactical stuff and strategic stuff. If you want a fun episode, check out that Luke episode. Like that was a really good one.
0: Definitely. Yeah, shout out yes. Cheddar Bay Biscuits. That was, that was classic. That was such a good episode. Uh, Uh, It it certainly was. And and Luke is a a wealth of knowledge as well. I know he has his own podcast. So I I will shout that out. It's the Bo and Luke show, which he is constantly talking about. So definitely check that out if you want to step away from HR um, podcasts and knowledge. Um, But insight number five, and I'm going to throw in a bonus insight before we jump into this one is still take a shower we've been home for for months just because you're not going into the office. You don't want your hair to end up looking like mine. So, so definitely still take showers um, just to to add a little bit of humor and give you a taste of what the Luke podcast was like. Um, But insight number five is tap into your internal talent. Um, I think, Every company has gone through some sort of struggle or uh, layoffs or furloughs, um, no matter what industry you're in. So, when we we think about our internal marketplace um, or our internal talent, um, oftentimes, Pre-pandemic, we were constant. I'm going to use my knife analogy. If you've heard it before, I apologize. But we were constantly looking for um, people that were very good at specific skills. So if you think about a knife block on your kitchen counter, you had a knife for cutting bread, you have a knife for cutting steak, you have a, a butter knife, all sorts of things. These very specific Items And now we look at the pandemic and we see how much employees had to adapt and be agile. And we're looking for a lot more Swiss army knives, right, to do multiple jobs to help out around the organization in multiple ways. And quite frankly, those Swiss army knives are probably already in your organization and a great way to tap into your internal talent is is through uh, internal talent marketplaces or gigs. And we we actually spoke with Renee uh, Rabadu, I promised to get her her last name right, last week on the show about her launching a, an internal talent marketplace at Land Lakes. some of the struggles um, and some of the, the early successes that she's seeing. So if that's something that you're looking into, which I think you certainly should B, because of the time and place. Uh, When we think about pre-pandemic, we think of gigs and and internal marketplaces kind of as a nice to have, right? Maybe that's something in the future. And now we see how the pandemic has has really sent shockwaves through the entire global economy, as well as every workforce. Um, Tapping into that talent and leveraging gigs um, is something that you should definitely look at. And when we look at the overall economy as a whole, it accounts for 36% of U.S. workers. So one in three people are leveraging gigs in their own personal life. So they're used to doing side jobs, side hustles um, to follow passion or, or potentially even fund their passion. Um, when you think about that in your own Work environment. I'm sure that some individuals have taken on more workload than they're probably used to. Um, and, and others may have a little bit less workload. So, this gives them a great opportunity to kind of raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm passionate about this. I'd love to help out and learn with this a bit more. Uh, are there opportunities without saying, Hey, I don't have any work to do. Um, I I don't think anyone is in the situation that, that wants to do that right now, but gigs and internal marketplaces are a great place to showcase what opportunities you have in the organization. Um, give employees the power to try things out before they submit an application to a role or something like that, and really just help the organization better. And we tied all of this and learned a, a lot from gigs and our conversation with Renee and all the other good folks at Land Lakes. And we parlayed that into our employee agility playbook. So if gigs or the internal talent marketplace is something that you are looking at, definitely download the playbook, check out the checklist, see um, how your organization would benefit and how to roll it out and be successful with it. Um, because I think we all need to be agile right now. Um, you know, no, no matter where we're at in the, in the spectrum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, um, so the next insight that we're going to go into is uh, the fact that candidate experience really is more important than ever. But you mentioned agility and something that I wanted to add uh, before I hop into some of the insights that we learned from our um, interview with Rob Patey, who is a, a current job seeker in the pandemic is actually from our prep call. So we spoke to Rob ahead of time and uh, in the importance of being agile. Um, My three-year-old daughter came bursting through this door um, in her underwear. Uh, So Rob was uh, kind enough to be (laughs) humorous about that. And we had to kind of work around it. Um, So that's another fun little insight that I've kind of learned along the way is is the importance of being flexible um, and appreciating when others are flexible as well. But, you know, Rob really had a lot of um, really good insights around what his current experience has been in this environment, in this virtual environment, um, whether it's been interviews or kind of um, just the experience of heading to a career site and what is and is not important to him. And I think one of the, the biggest insights that he had was you know, if it's difficult to apply, um, it's it's so much more frustrating, right? Um, And I think that experience can really turn you off as a very skilled job seeker who has a lot to offer in this environment. Um, if if that apply process is frustrating, um, you know, the the ability to to get that person signed on and in your system so that you can reach out to them, um, it becomes that much more difficult um, and just how important it is to really take that entire experience under consideration um, when you're trying to bring people on. And I think, you know, some of the things that we're offering um, from an experience perspective, we're learning are becoming more and more important, right? So video on demand uh, interviewing and the ability to have a chat bot on your website to leverage for either screening or, you know, frequently asked questions, you know, all of that goes and ties into that candidate experience to try to make it as seamless as possible. And I think what Rob's insights helped us understand is kind of, how important that really is to job seekers when they're already in a very stressful situation. So that was really interesting to learn and, um, really appreciated his insights there.
2: That was another fun episode too. Like Rob brought a lot of humor and energy to that episode too. And, And, and Jonathan, uh, who was also on that episode too. Um, yeah, that, that was a good one. Um, so number seven, right. Insight number seven, uh, it, it might sound like, um, an insight that was pre-pandemic, right? But insight number seven uh, is more important than ever post-pandemic, which is now is the time to tell your own unique story. Um, so we've talked a lot about brand story and your EVP, right? Your your employer value proposition, which is a which is a very uh, technical term. Um, but I think that's you know one of the insights that I learned is that it is so crucial and important that you tell this story now and you continue to tell the story uh, now and through this experience that we're going through. Um, on the podcast, we had Dobby Gibson. Uh, Dobby Gibson, uh, he is a talent marketer at Lando Lakes. Um, you you might remember we had um, uh, Renee from Lando Lakes on last week. Uh, so Lando Lakes, great friends of ours, uh, and they're just doing amazing work. Dobby came on the podcast and we went through five ways uh, that you can think like a marketer. Uh, and one of the key takeaways from that's Uh, was that you really need to make sure that your story is unique and that it stands out, right? It really has to stand out and it has to be authentic. Uh, When you use cliches, like uh, people are our most important asset Uh, Or when you use cliches like uh, we treat our employers and our team like family, um, you might feel like you're saying something very heartfelt and and uh, important. And you are. And those things might be true. Um, But they are very uh, big cliches. Right. When you're trying to shape that employer brand and story. Um, So it's important to go deeper, go further, uh, be more descriptive, uh, be more authentic, be be more uh, creative. Uh, Our hashtag uh, and, and our brand here at Phenom is hashtag not normal. You know, and we try to incorporate that and infuse that into everything we do from the hiring process all the way through our experience as employees. Um, So definitely go deeper and go further. Um, And as you do that, as you start to develop that story and that uh, employer value proposition, um, capture that in a document uh, and make sure that that is accessible by the rest of your team so that you're internally evangelizing. This is the story we want out in the world. Um, and let that story evolve over time. So it's not put it in a document so it doesn't change ever. It's, it's keep it in one place so that you can continue to talk about it, evangelize it uh, over time. We expanded on that with uh, Lauren Sargent. So Devin, we had a conversation with Lauren. Um, she is from Stories, Inc., uh, partner here at Phenom. And uh, that conversation is awesome. That'll be on the podcast feed on Tuesday. Uh, so subscribe, Spotify, Uh, Apple Podcasts, all those great places um, and to check that one out. But uh, at Stories, Inc., they do a lot of really cool things about taking your story, your employer brand uh, and your internal story and bringing that to life um, through authentic storytellers who would be your employees. Um, So they capture those stories uh, and then they talk about all all the different ways you can uh, spread that in, in various channels and use that on your career site and all these types of places. So insight number seven. There has never been a better time and more important time to tell your own unique story.
0: It was a a great conversation that we had with with Lauren. And I know one of the topics that we covered um, that you'll hear about on Tuesday when this this podcast does launch um, was around diversity and inclusion, which brings me to insight number eight. Uh, Diversity and inclusion, it's not seasonal. Um, do everything with purpose and do it year round. And Natalie, I know you and I had a spectacular conversation with Tony Prudente. His name always makes me hungry. It makes me think of al dente pasta, but that's a whole nother story. Um, Tony provided a tremendous amount of insight as to what he's doing at Brother um, to push diversity and inclusion and the initiatives that they are having and was truly a wealth of knowledge. Um, if you haven't checked out the episode, definitely do it. It is worth your time. But one little piece of knowledge that he had said on the podcast, pod, on the live stream, not the podcast, I'm getting all mixed up now. Yeah. Um, one piece of information that he had said um, was about company logos. And he referred to it as rainbow washing when they do the the rainbow colored logo. And he, he said that his community, uh, they oftentimes wanted it backed up, right? They, with with that bark, they want some bite. They want to see what initiatives you have going forward, what you're doing in the community, how you are helping, not just changing your logo. And that, that really resonated with me um, because a lot of companies want to do something good, but I don't think that they know where to start. And Tony's soup, definitely stressed just getting started is is part of the the process, right? Having conversations, appointing people to to oversee diversity and inclusion. I know that's something we're doing at Phenom right now, um, which is super exciting. We're going to start to work on some product enhancements to include um, more individuals and, and diversify teams and, and talent pools and everything along those lines. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but Tony's conversation was spectacular. I know in the Netherlands last week, they just celebrated pride week as well. Um, So that's another thing to take into consideration for organizations that are global. Um, Just because it's happening in one country doesn't mean that it's limited to that country. Um, Think about things in a global scale and times like this, times of crisis, I think we all need to unite and see each other's differences. And diversity and inclusion is certainly a way to do that. Um, But it's not seasonal. It's not monthly. It's not weekly. Um, it's not a one day thing. It's a long process and a long journey um, and something that I think needs to be considered uh, no matter what endeavor you are going on in your, your HR um, life, if you will.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think another uh, a quote that Tony said that um, we got a lot of feedback around that people echoed is that, you know, if it's difficult that means you're doing it right. Or if you're uncomfortable, it means you're doing it right. Um, and again, you know, just getting started, it's it's not going to be perfect. And I think owning that and understanding that um, really goes a long way in that um, diversity and inclusion um, strategy. Um, so the next one that we wanted to talk about, so insight number nine is, is the importance of developing an omni-channel strategy, right? So what do we mean when we say that? We're talking about reaching people where they are. And right now where people are is in their homes. Right. They're they're not in the office. Um, You know, everybody feels a lot more siloed. Uh, I think everybody can kind of uh, identify with that as well as feeling overwhelmed, um, not only with work, but with personal Things Right. This is this is affecting us in so many different facets. And um, we started a podcast and and a live stream really to try to um, continue having these conversations. And we alluded to this previously, um, like earlier on in this stream that uh, it's we have a, a fancy great studio in the office, but it was important to us not to wait to have these conversations um, you know, it's, it's great that we have all that equipment ready to go for when we do finally come back. And I, I know it's going to happen someday. Um, but for now, you know, let's just get the content out there. Let's get the conversation started. And let's really start talking about, um, you know, all of these strategies. So, When we talk about an omni-channel strategy, what we're really talking about is you can't just have a one-size-fits-all strategy to reaching talent, right? Um, You have to be thinking about all of the different ways that you can communicate with people and in the different uh, methods. So things like SMS um, or reaching out via email. Social engagement, so through social media, but then also online events—they're—they're they're going to become so much more important in this environment. You know, there is no such thing as a an on-site um, career fair any longer for for the remainder of this year, at least. Um, so, how do we then gather people, keep them engaged, uh, and and? put together a really uh, well thought out strategy. And I think that's also where our virtual recruiting playbook uh, comes in as well um, to really help identify that strategy and bring all of those channels together into one really solid plan, uh, which I think is, is what people uh, feel like they're lacking right now. So that's what we're really trying to hope, um, what we're hoping to really help with, um, with these playbooks as well.
2: I'm just nodding your head when you said like people are going through all different types of personal stuff. Cause we just sold our house. Right. And I have three little kids that are just driving us crazy. So I'm driving us nuts, but like, I, I, I totally agree. Like this has been, um, probably for, I'll speak for myself the most overwhelming five, six months of my life. Right. And I think that it's really easy. And that I'm saying that, uh, professionally, and personally. Right. And I think that because of the overwhelm uh, and buzzword uncertainty of, of so many different things, um, it is really easy uh, to think negatively. Right. And to and and to start to think we can't handle it or we can't do it, you know, or uh, the challenge is, is, is too much. Right. Too great. Um, so insight number 10 uh, and we'll end it on this one. Uh, be optimistic about the future right this is something that's i think as we as we spoke with so many different guests uh and really explored a lot of these topics together um very few people were doom and gloom you know like like we are all united in trying to figure this out together um and one of the threads was optimism you know And, and and when you get a sliver of it you know grab it and pull it in and expand upon it uh, here at Phenom, one of our core values is positive thinking. You know, so it's it's been ingrained in our culture, our company culture, um, for a while now. Um, and I think we've, we've all been just working really hard to do it. So be optimistic about the future. Um, I will definitely say I'm optimistic about the future of, of Talent Experience Live. I think as hosts, like I enjoy being backstage and, and watching uh, you both do your thing every week, which is really exciting and fun. We have awesome guests coming up. So we're going to continue to explore these topics. I know we have um, uh, Ashley Burns in a couple of weeks from uh, Newell Brands. Um, Ashley, uh, did a webinar with us before she spoke at I am phenom. Uh, that is a, that is a don't miss session, right? So I think that's in two weeks from today. So. Please, please uh, subscribe to all of our channels so that you get notified for that one. Um, I know Derek Johnson from Kinder KinderCare will be up, I think, next week talking about campaigns. Um, so now is the time to connect with your job seekers and to connect with your alumni and your employees. And using campaigns is one of the best ways to do that. So uh, tune in for that one as well. Um, and if you are feeling that overwhelm and you are struggling and, and you feel like there isn't a playbook for you, uh, I'm going to tie it back to the beginning of the session, right? Uh, we've released three playbooks. We're calling them the HR resiliency playbooks because we want our community of HR professionals and practitioners to be resilient, to be optimistic, to be in control, to have certainty in times of uncertainty, right? And, and move through the tunnel and, and reach that light, right? Mm-hmm. So check out uh, phenom.com playbooks. Um, download them. They're free. Um, you know, there, there's some social currency. You'll have to give us your name and email address. That's, that's only so we can deliver them to you, right? So we can email them to you. Um, but check out the one that makes the most sense for you. Uh, we didn't design them so that you download all three. Um, you know, so go ahead and, and check out the one that makes uh, sense for you. Um, I'm going to hop off my playbook soapbox now, uh, and and turn it back over to, to, uh, to you, Devin. Devin, I was actually hoping you could just recap the 10. Um, Yeah, we got the
0: list Cool. I, I certainly can. And uh, before I do that, I want to say nobody pays the bills like you. You are, are top of the line. I absolutely love it. And it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, we talked about getting Jonathan Dale a t-shirt that says reoccurring Guest." I think we need to get you on as well. Um, so we're working on it. Um, But the insights that everyone came to see today, uh, number one was have a bias for action. Number two, embrace digital communication and connecting virtually. Just like my t-shirt says, if the NFL can do a virtual draft, you can connect with your candidates virtually. Uh, Like Natalie said, for three, take time off. Don't be afraid to do it. Uh, We all need those mental health breaks. Uh, Number four, embrace transformation, just like the NFL did. Number five, tap into your internal talent. Six, candidate experience is more important than ever um, and will continue to be for as, as long as we are all in this HR talent acquisition game.
1: Yeah. Number
0: seven, uh, now is the time to tell your own unique story. Number eight, diversity and inclusion is not seasonal. Uh, do everything with purpose all year round. Number nine develop an omni channel experience, uh, maybe start a podcast, maybe start a live stream. Just don't do it at 12 uh noon eastern time on thursdays that's that's our time slot yeah we'll so uh, take
2: that time <laughs>
0: exactly and then number 10 of course is be optimistic about the future um none of us know what the future holds um but you can't keep that dark cloud over your head you have to stay positive you have to keep pushing forward um and be resilient right that's what the playbooks are all about is hr resiliency um but i think we've all been resilient through this time we will continue to push forward um personally uh as we've we've all discussed our own issues as my dog continues to try and jump on me while i am on the live stream um but be optimistic um and and stay positive and i think that that does it this was a an awesome episode i've learned a tremendous amount over the past six months um, about my dog about my girlfriend about myself and also about hr so this is this has been fun and i'm excited about the future
1: yeah. And sound off and, and let us know, you know, what, what else do you want to learn? What do you want to hear from us? Right. We want to know. And, uh, you know, that's really going to shape this show moving forward and, you know, just as excited to see what's to come.
0: You can find all of us on LinkedIn, reach out if you want to be a part of the show. Um, and we will, uh, we'll get you on here. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a good time.
2: Awesome. I want my shirt to just say staff. We can make that happen.